0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Embracing Differences with me, Lepin Um uh, Well, it's been a while, isn't it? I haven't uh, done a podcast for a little while. So, um, yes, I'm the founder of Novella Solutions and my interest really lies in understanding the role of language in improving organizational culture. Some people like to say safety culture, but I like the term organizational culture because it's more holistic. Uh, I do a lot of blogs and podcasts and you can find me on my website which is novellas.solutions or you can also find me on LinkedIn. Uh, Today we're going to talk about the role of rituals in risk management and this is a discussion I had with Dr. Rob Long who lives in Australia and uh, it's an incredibly powerful way to understand a lot of what we do in risk and safety when we situate it within the framework of rituals, religion, and mythology. So I think you're going to enjoy this discussion. Uh, And um, there will also be a part two, uh, which is maybe hopefully next week, if I get the time. Uh, And in that session, we will actually look at uh, a very personal story of a ritual. And uh, my, my aim is that you can, once you understand the the theoretical foundations of rituals, which is in this this podcast, you can then put it in practice by looking at a very personal story. So today we're going to learn about rituals and the next podcast will be putting this whole idea of rituals into practice so you really get to understand what rituals are all about through these two podcasts. Okay,
1: so here we go. One of the things that well, it's not one, it's many things bother me about the way the risk and safety industry defines culture, is uh, it's extraordinary. You know, there's not a definition of culture across the globe that when the word culture is mentioned, that anything is raised of the importance of religion. And yet every anthropologist knows that if you study any culture anywhere in the world, you start with religion. You start with religious thinking. You start with um, how people think religiously. One of the amazing things about the risk and safety industry is its avoidance of such a discussion. They don't understand that a checklist, a checklist is a ritual. They don't understand that. And yet you could say quite clearly, I'm going to do this checklist religiously. We could use that metaphor and no one would quibble about it. I'm going to, I go to football practice religiously. You know, I, 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 I make sure that the source is always made this way on my food and I do it religiously. No one gets offended by the use of that metaphor, except when you come to risk and safety, you can't use the word religion attached to safety because everyone thinks that that devalues the action you attach to it, and so it divorces that from how it defines culture, and by doing so, it takes out of an understanding of culture culture the most important element that any archaeologist, any anthropologist and any sociologist would see as the foundation of culture. Isn't that remarkable?
0: It is. It is remarkable. And, uh, yeah, there are... You know, uh, there's this uh, prayer that we start with in the safety world, which we call "Let's take a safety moment."
1: Yeah, let's have a safety minute. Yes.
0: Yeah, uh, and there are so many of them like that. Oh,
1: this this is not alcohol for our viewers. This is uh, called kombucha. It's a hey. it's a yeast based soft drink. But anyway. um uh, mind you it it i you can drink religiously as well um and you know uh, for some people uh, alcohol is a sacred moment you can't do without it you know uh you are impoverished if you don't have a drink so i find this brings us to things like ritual and gesture which of course are foundational to Understanding any performance by humans. So when we perform any act, uh, it can be ritual or gesture, and we need to understand both uh, when it comes in application to risk and safety. So I've got a range of questions. So the first ten questions are on the nature of ritual.
0: Before you of start. Course- before yeah. you start, I think it's, it's a good reminder to, to remind people of the use of the word performance and how it is used and abused. Uh, that when we oh, talk yes. about performance, um, because it is very, 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 um, very pertinent to the idea of rituals. If you want to understand rituals, go and look at the verbal and visual performance, how it is yes. performed. And yeah. that is so different from the metaphor of performance that we see, right? Oh, yeah. And, and yes. When we use the word
1: human performance, for example, well, we that that actually means measurement. But when you understand the word performance as enactment, the word comes from drama, from theatre. And how have we performed? So if I perform a Ritual in theater, then it could actually be that I, I um do something special before I walk on stage. So I have a ritual, um, and so I say I'll break a leg, which is a theatrical ritual to make sure that everything goes well, you know. So it's it's like the moment people hear the word religion or hear the word ritual in the risk and safety industry, they stop thinking. And so similarly, they only understand the word performance to mean measurement. Oh, it's a KPI, you know, it's a KPI, a performance indicator. No, it's not. When we think of, you know performance. I mean, I I, I can pick up my guitar and I can perform a musical item. I can sing a song as a performance. You better not start measuring that performance or you'll wreck it. And this is what Risk and Safety doesn't know. The purpose of performance to enact it is to embody and live an embodied enactment it is not to measure it you know if i if i go to a a performance of my favorite music if i sit there with the checklist and start assessing it then i've already wrecked it yes if i go to my children with a checklist to assess their performance i'm already not a parent If I go to my love life with my wife and I start assessing her performance, then I'm no longer in love. So when I'm talking about a ritual performance, I'm talking about a a theatrical enactment. I'm talking about an enactment of something that has meaning by the way and the method that it's done. And I can, I can also devalue it by its repetition or the lack of meaning I give that in its repetition. So, Absolutely. you know, a, a meaningless ritual, a ritual that has no meaning, is usually something we rob of its original value and we rob it of its purpose. And so it becomes a meaningless Ritual, But many, many rituals can be incredibly meaningful. So we have a ritual, my wife and I, when we get up in the morning, we hug and we kiss and we say, I love you. Well, I wonder how meaningful is that? And yet it's a ritual. And we want that ritual and we give it meaning and we give it power, and we could not stop doing it. And this is the silly thing about people not understanding ritual or religion. The moment you hear the word ritual, they think it's meaningless ritual. No, it's not. Every time I shake a hand of a person I've not met before, I put my hand out in friendship, I shake their hand. That's not a meaningless ritual. And so we have to understand more deeply the semiotics of ritual. And so I've I've just posed some questions here to consider. Oh, the first question, what is the sequence of the ritual? Now, why would I ask that? What is the sequence of the ritual? Why have I asked that?
0: i think what is
1: important is that
0: you want to understand the causation it's you want to understand what is preceding what and what is what is coming after yes. what yeah
1: yeah do we do we hug do we hug first and kiss later or do we hug then shake hands or do we say hello as we shake hands or If you're in New Zealand, do we rub noses? Or if you're in Cambodia, do we bow? And so the sequence of the ritual is something which is culturally enacted and culturally validated. And if you get the sequence wrong, then it not only shows ignorance for respect in the ritual, it shows that you have no cultural understanding of the ritual itself so sequence is the beginning you know even if you don't know its meaning at least understand that when you go to new zealand it's it's you 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 touch noses at least now if you don't know how to do it when to do it who to hold then you become a learner you ask no different than if you go to cambodia or thailand in, in how you greet. Now, now, I've never been to India. I don't know. I'd have to ask someone. I don't know in India what you do to greet a stranger. I don't know. And, and same for male or female as well. I don't know. So Thanks. sequence is important. Yeah. yeah. The next one is there's an underpinning belief behind all ritual that gives it meaning and purpose and uh you know uh we need to understand what that underpinning belief is you know so if it's bowing here then there is a humility attached to that and an assumption that if you don't do it correctly that you are you are offensive, you are being arrogant, you're not being humble. Uh, So how did the ritual uh, 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 originate? It certainly helps to know how the ritual started and how it's anchored. And so that's the third question there. You know, when I think of meaningless rituals in risk and safety, I see people doing things and they have no idea where it's come from or no idea what its purpose is. Yep. And yet, if I was go to a local temple, everyone would know what the origin of the ritual was and 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 where it's anchored. So, you know, this is the difference in between a meaningless ritual and a meaningful ritual. So what is the symbolic enactment? That that's a very important question, because uh, there is no ritual that is not symbolic even if it's a ritual in it's verbal or it's uh it, or it's gestural or it can uh any form of paralinguistic action it it is symbolic and it's anchored and attached to that symbolism and you cannot separate the two um just like you cannot separate myth and symbol you cannot separate rit- ritual and gesture and symbol you can't separate it so what is the symbolic enactment is absolutely critical to understand and again we we go back to um you know meaningless rituals we often have people who don't even understand uh the power of a symbol you know and they'll dismiss it oh you know as being just symbolic you know so giving a bunch of flowers to someone you love or something like that. You know, what an incredibly powerful symbol. Yet if you ruin that, then you you could do so easily by devaluing its symbolic value. Uh, Next one, what are the rhythms, the patterns and the framing of the ritual? Um, Very, very important uh, foundations to uh, community communicative power um, uh, uh, what why is the ritual performed and I I put in brackets there Elam. Now Elam is a wonderful, wonderful author who has written about the semiotics of drama and performance in his wonderful uh, book. I don't know if I have it here close on hand. I thought I had it nearby, um, but, but, but I can't see it. I, I should grab it. Oh, here it is. If you really want to understand the notion of performance, then this is the book.
0: Yep. Oh, the Semiotics of Theatre and Drama. By yep. Ab-
1: A- Absolutely essential. The Semiotics of Theatre and Drama. So when I ask the question why is the ritual performed, then I would suggest you read Elam, which this book's been out for quite some time. Here, Elam, The Semiotics of Theatre and Drama, because, you know, that is essential to understanding what we mean by when is something performed. Yep. It's
0: interesting, Rob, you say that uh, I once did a workshop where we had people from around the world, and I've just brought out the the video in which a tiger was being cremated in India. Yeah. And uh, cremation of an animal is not common across cultures. We usually bury them in the earth. And there were people in the room who had tears in their eyes and they didn't know why.
1: Yep. 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 Well, you know, funny funny thing, uh, Nippon, when I, was, uh, when I was a clergyman, so when I was working in churches and not for government organisations <clears throat> and conducting funerals, let me tell you, you better get that ritual performance right. If you bumble up uh, a wedding ritual or a funeral ritual, if you bumble that up, You wreck the performance for the people who need meaning in that moment. Yep. And so how how we bury people, how we cremate people, how we marry people and so on is absolutely critical to understanding ritual performance.
0: Yeah. There's another one. um... Which is um, a seafarer goes missing at sea, he just yep. jumps overboard and the company is expected to write an accident investigation and yep. they don't know what to say. it's, it's over, he's gone. What yep. do you want me to write? And yet the society demands findings and recommendations. <laughs> if you don't have findings and you don't have recommendations that that ritual has no meaning at all. That's how yep. powerful the symbol of an accident investigation reported is that it must produce a finding and a recommendation at the end of it. Yeah. 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 yeah, Even when there is none.
1: Yeah, that's right. Amazing. Yeah, it is astounding. Uh, so the next is what accessories are used in the ritual? Very, very important. So instruments, clothes, anything that is a, an attachment. So, you know, uh, Anything that we uh, anchor our bodies to, or we do with our bodies, becomes an embodied mode of learning in the ritual. So we learn by doing and observing. So in the second page of my my uh, tool, there the gesture tool, you know, even this 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 the movement of our hands or how we hold hands and things like that, they then become an instrument of the ritual itself. Um, And so uh, there are so many, you cannot count them, thousands and thousands of rituals we perform every day, and many of them are gestural, that they, they come embodied in a gesture. So, you know... Here's a little wink at you, Nippency. What does that mean in your culture? A wink. What does that mean in India? Anything? It,
0: it. Well, if it's uh, it's basically enticing another person.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. In Australia, that means I am not telling you the truth. If I do that.
0: That is another meaning. Yes. Yes. If if
1: I if I go if I go and by the way, I saw. I saw a red koala bear and I winked. Then we know in Australia that I'm giving, I'm having a lend of you. That's what we say. And that phrase, I'm having a lend of you is, is um, an Australian phrase we use all the time. It's like, pull your leg, pull your other leg. Have you heard that one?
0: Yes, 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 yes.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's It's like, pull the other leg, it plays jingle bells. That's what we say in Australia. So understanding not just the accessories, but also the linguistics of what goes with the performance. So what is attached politically to the performance and what is communicated unconsciously? Now, those 10 questions that I've written are never asked anywhere in the risk and safety world, anywhere in the globe never would you like to
0: elaborate would you like to elaborate on what is communicated unconsciously because i think that's a really powerful one which is what you said just now by winking your eye right
1: yeah 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 i wink wink my eye and and what when that happens if it's cultural you actually don't know you're doing it when it is so habitual so ritualistic, so gestural, it just, it just, it, you don't think, bye-bye. Oh, goodness me. I don't think when I raise my hand, I don't say, I'm going to say goodbye to Nippon and I'll raise my hand. No, you don't. You're taught from a very early age as a child and it becomes a heuristic. You just do it. And if someone says, to you, oh, by the way, Rob, you're waving a your hand. Oh, really? Am I? Oh, yes, I am. And so we don't bring to the surface the unconscious action we attach to a ritual. And so even a young child by the age of three or four just does this, bye-bye, bye-bye, daddy, bye-bye, mummy. Nah, nah. my, little, my little granddaughter doesn't even think. There's no thinking. No. She just starts blowing kisses at me from from Perth, you know, she hasn't been ordered to, she doesn't have to, and she doesn't think about doing it. It's not, there's no thinking involved. It's not a rational choice. It is an automatic, completely unconscious enactment.
0: It's interesting because when you look at how a risk risk assessment ritual starts, sometimes the the first thing is, Okay, we have ten minutes. Let's get on with it.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah.
0: So what well, is communicated unconsciously in that instance is that it's just coming in the way of work. It's just some silly oh, bureaucracy yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. that yeah, is stopping correct.
0: us from doing the work. So the yeah. message is so powerful and yet not. It's so unconscious. It's so subliminal. Yes. Yes. Amazing, Rob. Now that we have covered this ritual tool, we will get to the gestures next. But what is the central idea of having those questions there? What is it that people would gain by becoming aware of these things?
1: Well, in in any context, whether it be risk and safety or whether I'm in a hospital or whether i'm in a school yep and and i'm uh lining up to go in class that's a ritual it's a ritual that teachers teach lining up it's a ritual to create order and children do it and are taught to do it automatically without thinking line up everyone they just line up like soldiers why why i think this is important is if you don't if you don't reflect on these things if you don't consider them if you don't think about them and meditate on them then you will be the victim of the meaningless ritual yourself if you think risk and safety is a mechanical engineering exercise if you think that's that risk and safety is a mechanical engineering exercise you rob culture and everything that's happening around you culturally you become absolutely oblivious to it it's like it's like if you you went to the the picture theater blindfolded you know because nothing on the screen's of any value it doesn't matter where i sit it doesn't matter what people do you know all of the things which we consider critical in theatre are dismissed as irrelevant in the risk and safety industry. So there's no semiotic power in doing a checklist. There's no semiotic power in the way we start up a a, a tractor or do our work. You know, it doesn't matter whether you're a farmer performing a ritual in season or whether you're a mechanic having a ritual in the way they, they work on a car, you know, The better we understand the rituals, the better we understand what's going on, the more we value what's going on and the less we dismiss it. And the more we understand it as an essential to culture, not something we throw away with a stupid line in risk and safety that says culture is what we do around here.
0: I think what you are referring to, in my view, is this idea of mindlessness that has been induced in rituals. It's so yes. mindless. We don't realize yes. that. And it's, it's an interesting question you ask, Rob, which is, uh, why is the ritual performed? I think the why has been lost. We are so yes. convinced that yep. the checklist need to be ticked off. The paperwork yep. needs to be completed. But nobody really wants to ask the question. But no. Why is a risk assessment performed? A risk assessment is performed because we need to have a good discussion. We need to understand different perspectives yeah. about what, what is a hazard, what is an issue, what is a trade-off, what are the by-products. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. we end up yeah. in a situation where we have no idea. So the mindlessness of the ritual takes over Yes, and purpose is lost.
1: Yeah, yes. Amazing. What do you think Western culture does, Western society does? We we. We have people on our media who laugh at Indigenous Australians when they have a smoking ceremony, they make a fire and they deliberately make it smoke, and it's symbolic of, their, of the spirits of their ancestors. They, they They wipe the smoke into their faces, right, and that's their ritual. They call it a smoking ceremony. Who the hell am I? to say that has no meaning. Who am I? What arrogance? And yet this is what we do in risk and safety. We apologize for using the word faith. We apologize for using the word religion or ritual or gesture. most risk is about a leap of faith. That's what risk is. It is a leap into the unknown where there is no evidence to justify your leap but you take it anyway. That is risk.
0: Wonderful. Rob, um, this was such an eye-opening exercise. What do you think? Would you like to read more about rituals? Do you need some help with understanding how much of what we do in risk and safety can be understood better and improved if we were to look at it within the framework of rituals and cultures? Do you want a little checklist that should help you observe the rituals in your risk and safety processes and practices? You can always email me at support at novellas.solutions or you can find us at, n- at novellas.solutions. Um, I also want to give you some questions that you want to think about uh, now that you have understood what rituals are all about. You want to ask the question like, what is the sequence of the ritual? What is the underpinning belief in that ritual? Does it have a meaning or a purpose? How does the ritual originate? Which means, how does it go back in history? How has that belief then been anchored or held upon to? What do you see as the power and energy in that ritual? What is the symbolic enactment in this ritual? What are the rhythms and patterns and framing that you see in the ritual? what accessories people are wearing. Now this is interesting. What instruments they have, what clothing they are wearing, how they are dressed up. Uh, That is also very important. What is attached politically to the performance of this ritual and what is communicated unconsciously without knowing in the ritual. So try and, 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 and see if these questions take you anywhere when you start to observe a ritual. And I'm sure you will get so much more from what you do in the name of risk and safety in your organization. If this podcast has piqued your interest, uh, you can subscribe to us at Spotify, on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and we will also have a lot more podcasts coming up in the next few weeks on culture, safety culture, and organizational culture. Until then, I will say what I say religiously and ritually. Enjoy learning with and by embracing differences. Thank you.